This is Jeff Cross, and welcome to the January 31st, 2023 edition of Views on the News from the Couch, a baby boomer's attempt to pass along his views on the news. Quick hitters. Workers in France are striking in opposition to a plan to raise the retirement age from 62 to 64. Some, like police, sewer cleaners, etc., can retire at 52. The COVID health emergency may officially end in May, meaning boosters may now cost money. I guess we are in a debt ceiling standoff in Congress. Oh well. A CBS host was giving Speaker of the House Kevin McCarthy grief for appointing Republican election deniers to committees. He responded that many key Democrats had been election deniers and asked if the host ever asked Democrats why they have election deniers in key positions. That did not go well. The Manhattan DA is presenting evidence to a New York grand jury in hopes of getting Trump charged with a crime for payments to Stormy Daniels before the 2016 election. I believe she can fairly be described as a stripper and former porn star who alleged she had sex with Trump 16 years ago or so, and the money was to keep quiet. I'm not sure what statutory crime they would charge. It certainly seems past the statute of limitations. And, you know, whatever. I don't think hate should be a reason to endlessly pursue someone. Moving on. Reason has the link piece by Robbie Suave titled Twitter Files. Employees knew the media's favorite Russian bots list was fake. This is one of those things where you kind of have to get into the weeds, but I think it's worth it. I had never heard of Hamilton 68. It's a dashboard that is used to show how many Russian bots are infecting, maybe not the right word, social media. Per the article, the dashboard is run by a group described in the following manner by the author. Quote, the Alliance for Securing Democracy, ASD, is a nonprofit organization that leverages the purported expertise of former U.S. national intelligence officials to identify Russian influence on social media. Its advisory council includes the neoconservative writer Billy Crystal, Hillary Clinton campaign official John Podesta, and, of, and various former employees of national security agencies, end quote. Why does it matter? News outlets seem to quote these guys regularly and or refer to the dashboard to show we were overrun with Russian bots. But we weren't. The author quotes Yoel Roth, who used to be Twitter's trust and safety czar, quote, the dashboard falsely accuses a bunch of legitimate right-leaning accounts of being Russian bots. I think we need to just call this out on the bullshit it is, end quote. And Yoel Roth was liberal. A very smart friend used to say, quote, don't confuse what you think you know with what you know, end quote. I think we have a lot of very smart people purposely trying to confuse us on what we know. I had an old boss who gave me investing advice, though I think it is an old line and not his. Bulls make money and bears make money and hogs go broke. Probably a play on the advice from ancient Greece of everything in moderation. I thought of that as I started reading the linked article by Jonathan Turley titled, Captives are Consumers. Public Education Could Be Facing a Major Change. He notes that Florida, quote, is moving to allow all residents the choice to go private or public, go to private or public schools, end quote, and that Utah is looking uh, at doing something similar via vouchers. 
While Mr. Turley is against this and in favor of public schools, he says he has, quote, lost faith in the willingness of most schools to restore educational priorities and standards, end quote. And here's the money line, quote, faced with school boards and teachers unions resisting parental objections to school policies over curriculum and social issues, states are on the brink of a transformative change. For years, boards and teachers unions have treated parents as unwelcome interlopers in their children's education, end quote. He mentions views that I suspect the left would say are far-right extremism, yet are supported by most, quote, Parents overwhelmingly appear to support a classical education focused on core subjects rather than social change. They overwhelmingly support parental notice when their children engage in gender transitioning or other major decisions, end quote. Duh. But those views are framed as controversial. I was raised by a mother, dad was around also, but let's face it, mom drove the education bus, who totally supported public education. She selected where we lived based on the school system. I continued that tradition. But even before some school boards went nutso, I thought as a society we were unfair to parents who sent their kids to private school. My thinking was if public schools were spending $10,000 a year per child, that half of that ought to be available to supplement private school education. I thought it was fair both ways and might encourage a bit of competition. Now, I like the idea even more as feedback to public schools, not all public schools, but some, that some of their ideas suck. Quoting from Mr. Turley, quote, gifted and talented programs are being eliminated in the name of equity, end quote. Another quote, as public schools continue to produce abysmal scores, particularly for minority students, board and union officials in called for lowering or suspending proficiency standards or declared meritocracy to be a form of white supremacy, end quote. He goes on to talk about how private universities may have gone so far in their liberal tilt that there is no coming back, but the public universities with a requirement for speak, free speech, quote, may be the primary choice of many who want to learn in politically diverse, tolerant environments, end quote. Thanks for listening to Views on the News from the Couch. If you like this podcast, please share with your friends. If you did not like it, please share with the rest of the folks you know.